So I got a pregnancy test and uh well, I am having a baby. Masculine. Ooh, very I, I say, masculine. I say that as I do like the gayest hand gesture. <laughs> <laughs> not that hand gestures oh are, are uh, not gendered. What's the word? Gay. You can be straight <laughs> and do a certain hand gesture that may look gay to some people. We're a very progressive podcast here. Don't don't steer me wrong, whatever the phrase is. Uh-huh. I don't want to steer you wrong. Uh Carrie doesn't either. I love how I just asked two minutes ago before yeah, we started recording if up. she was asleep and you said, yeah. No, she had a you didn't. Insult. You said, <laughs> I never said any of that. You just completely made that up. Oh, you're right. I asked if she went to daycare today, alluding yeah, to the fact I, that I hope she's sleepy. I said, well, she was sleeping and then you woke her up. She just likes the sound of my voice. Well, she it's can't lucky. actually hear you, but. Oh, okay. Well, she's I don't down, know what the right, excuse is. She's laying down right behind my feet. So. Awesome. How are you yeah, doing? How was your White House tour? Did you sneak <gasps> any bombs in there? Oh I'm my God. <laughs> They're going to be I'm listening to this. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay, I wait. Do not, speaking of that, I do not I saw, advocate for terrorism. I swear to God. I saw a TikTok <laughs> of some girl who got a call from a police detective in New York and she lives in like Denver or something. And it was because she tweeted that she was going to burn down the Nickelodeon headquarters because they didn't <laughs> invite JoJo Siwa. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I swear to God, for anyone listening out there, that was a stupid little joke. It's like how Friends had a joke about bombs on an airplane, like in an episode the week before 9 11 happened. Yeah. yeah. So just unfortunate <laughs> timing. But your, your side story just reminded me. I got a random text from this number this morning at 4 30 a.m. Mm-hmm. So I saw it when I woke up. Yeah. And it said, Hello, is this Tavern on the Green? <laughs> like, like the bougie ass restaurant in Central Park. Why do you always get random texts? Remember, you used know. to get those random WhatsApp messages? I still get them from time to time. Should wow. I pull it out and tell people the WhatsApp messages I get? Because they're so funny. Yeah, I think you should. I think you should. They're so funny. Where is WhatsApp? Here it is. Okay. So, folks. Sometimes I get really random WhatsApp messages and they're funny. Okay. So August, 2021. Hello, Mr. Lee, your secretary gave your phone number to my assistant at the last party. Do you have time Mm -hmm. to talk with me now? Needless Mm -hmm. to say, I did not have time. November, 2021. (laughs) Hi, Mike. Smiley face emoji. Hi, Mike. Again, this is Anna at the party. Same party, maybe. Why didn't you say anything? That feels very targeted to me. I did not wait. Respond. What? I didn't realize there was drama. <laughs> yeah. Uh, December 2021. Hi, lowercase. And then two hours later, <laughs> good morning, Jack. I'm Bonnie. I have sent the latest fashion designs to your email. Contact <laughs> me if you have any questions. And then an hour after that, I'm terribly sorry. My client gave me the wrong number. I hope I'm not disturbing you. Wish you all the best today. Oh, that's Thanks, nice. Bonnie. That's I think pleasant. I had a- I think I had a great day on Monday, December Huge 6th. Huge shout out to Bonnie. And then later in December, December 27th, Kate hasn't seen you for a long time. How are you doing? I'm like, okay, who's Kate? <laughs> you don't answer any of these, right? No, no, no. I should though. And then the most recent message I literally got on April 1st and they're calling me Jack again. They say, Mr. Jack, I just finished my work. I'm in New York. Can we meet sometime? Sounds 
like mm, non-work arrangement. Oh, wait, I, this woman has a picture too. And she does look like a model. I can't really zoom in, but she looks very fly. So wasn't there recently yeah. like a human trafficking scam where people would like text you like, oh, hey, this is Mandy from Tinder. Like, let me know if you still want to meet up tonight. And then you would, you're supposed to, resp- and then people respond and be like, oh, you have the wrong number. And then they'll be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. We still want to meet up. Yeah. And this is like, <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why I don't respond to these things, but I take great enjoyment from reading them. Yeah. But anyway, how was the White House tour? The very safe, non-threatening White House tour. It was very safe. There were secret service everywhere. Um, It it was really good. Um, The weather was beautiful. It was all outdoors. It was a tour of the White House garden. Girl, it was cold on Sunday. No, it was very nice. You Mm. saw my pictures. I had just like a light jacket. It was very nice. Maybe it's because you're you're just getting back from that Milwaukee weather and it's warm to you. No, I swear cold. it was like later in the day and it got it was cold in the morning, but later in the day it got much nicer. Interesting. Is Sherry acting up? I keep seeing you look off screen. She's like laying down by the front door. <laughs> I think that's oh. like her new spot. Because sometimes All she right. lays down over there, like in the middle of the night, she'll get out of bed and she lays over there. Well, you're getting, I'm getting like, you're moving all around. The microphone is picking up some things oh. and others. It's like, Sorry. Uh, well, this is my life. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> That's what it sounds Okay. Like. Well, the White House tour was very pleasant. It was a beautiful day. I got great pictures and it was a good time. I took my boss with me and we had fun. Wow. That's so lovely. You didn't get to go inside. No, they're not doing indoor tours. They are starting them again, like the ones where you have to like contact your state representative to get approval or whatever, but they're not, they haven't done those since the pandemic. Oh, wow. Flop. Mm-hmm. Very not sad. Inside, not allowed inside the people's house. <laughs> Guess it's not our house anymore. Guess it's not. <laughs> yeah. How are you? I am great. Uh, it was a beautiful day today. Today was a beautiful day. I, was I took a very long a walk. Bit. Yeah, me too. I took a very long walk. I got a little sweaty. I was like, Ooh, <laughs> this is new. I haven't felt uh, this in a long time. Yeah. Bought some sunflowers, put them in the vase. That's right oh, next that's to my cute. laptop. Yeah. Uh, it was so, yeah, I'm doing well. And I have, uh, let's just say probably the highlight of my week. I will be talking about later in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and also Nick is all moved in into his new apartment. Yay. The place where you almost. I know when that uh, been so crazy. Lived. That would have been crazy. Kooky. Cool. Convenient. Yeah, How many more C's you want to throw in there? Um, crazy. I can't think of any other C's. <laughs> all right. Should we get started? Yeah, let's get into it. I got my orange ginger turmeric tea. It's mm. very good. My first time trying it. That sounds yummy. I like your Star Wars mug. Ew. Thank you. All right. So for news, I only got three stories. Let's get into it. Okay. First of all, the Senate has confirmed Kataji Brown Jackson as the first black woman on the Supreme Court. Shuri's excited about that. She loves black women as she is a black woman. Sure oh. is. <laughs> Unconfirmed, but yes. uh she will begin on the court sometime this summer after judge Breyer officially resigns uh apparently there's no date for that but work (laughs) wow so it is going to be hot girl summer 
<laughs> apparently. Work. Yes, but what's not hot, what's not girl, and what's not summer is the lockdown that's currently happening in Shanghai. Oh Sorry for that hard left transition. <laughs> but there has been a massive COVID outbreak in China all over the place, but Shanghai is the epicenter. And it has 25 million residents that are currently under lockdown. On Wednesday, it's like last Wednesday, the country recorded almost 20,000 new cases, which is past the peak of what? Wuhan in 2020 oh my God. when the pandemic started, like the origins. Oh, no. Um, there's been some like scary things coming out of Shanghai. Like apparently some people are starving because a lot of residents aren't even allowed to leave their house to buy food and government workers aren't doing enough to provide adequate food. So there've been reports of starvation. Uh, Parents have been separated from children. Like if either the kid or the parent got COVID, they're separated. And in the case of children being separated from their parents, the parents don't know where the hell they've been taken to. Like the location is not disclosed to them. Yeah. And I was doing research on this and I didn't hear about this, but apparently in a previous lockdown in China, like a few months ago, because of course we go through like multiple waves of COVID all -hmm. over the world. Apparently an owner of a dog, like the owner was living alone and their rescue dog was not sent anywhere after the owner had to go into quarantine, like government quarantine. And the rescue dog was killed with a shovel by a government worker. Oh instead God. of being taken to a shelter or something. So that's scary. What in the world? Yeah. Um, very distressing. I feel bad. And also, of course, here we go again. Like, I don't know if you're hearing about this BA2 variant. More COVID. I mean, I'm glad that a lot of people are protected now, but yeah. still no joke. Like one of my coworkers just tested positive, unfortunately, the wow. other day. So it's still a thing. Still wear your masks. I mean, I'm glad that I've, like I never stopped wearing masks to like stores and stuff. Yeah. Like large gatherings of people where stuff is being touched left and right. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely going to continue to do that. Cause yeah, I feel like I've just gotten, so I feel like the mask is like my comfort thing now. Exactly. Yeah. Like In I just feel better someone... wearing it. I'm like, people don't need to know what I look like. <laughs> <laughs> Did yeah. you hear that? No. Outside there was this. A UFO. I could hear it through my. <gasps> TBD. <laughs> Maybe Zach's gonna get abducted. Oh my god, abducted <laughs> on camera. Could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> that would be hey. so bad, but so funny. <laughs> you post it on Reddit and people be like, fake like you CGI. Guys. <laughs> CGI fake. <laughs> like you it's, guys are too stupid to do that. <laughs> it's like Please why do help. people why do people go on these subreddits like like are unexplained? But then they call everyone out for having CGI. It's like, don't, sh- why are you going right. on here? It's then? like, go on the CGI thread then. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you not want to believe? I don't know. Um, anyway, let's just move on. My last story of news is more troubling union news. You know, I love talking about Starbucks. unions. We love so, yeah. We're pro union in this uh, house. We are very pro union. A vocal Starbucks union organizer has been fired. And this is apparently the fourth union organizer in just a week. Oh my God, does Starbucks think they're slick or something? Like I don't know. But since, I don't know this man, but Howard Schultz, since he returned as an interim CEO on April 4th, 
Four <sighs> Starbucks union organizers have been fired. Over 200 Starbucks locations have now filed for union recognition with the National Labor Relations Board. So that's cool. Uh, And of the stores who have had elections, workers at 18 of 19 of these stores have voted for a union, including two in Boston that won their elections unanimously this week. So we're going to be getting more Starbucks unions. And see, this is what happens when we we talked about the first Starbucks union just a few months ago. And now we have way more than one power thing by the day yeah so it's like it really does make a difference and hopefully with amazon we just talked about the amazon union uh, i think last yep. episode it matters and it's important and it workers need representation because big large corporations are due to heads they take are advantage due of to them. heads Ugh, it's the worst so that's the end of my news for the day all right i'm actually really excited to talk about music this week <laughs> me too because i actually well, i don't want to spoil it i'll give my opinions once you start okay well i had to give a shout out to my my birthday buddy harry styles <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't already know <laughs> me and harry have the same birthday aquarian king all right <laughs> <laughs> zach who do you share a birthday with <laughs> um <laughs> drew carey <laughs> host of Price is Right the singer Jewel I think she had a couple number ones back in the 90s who's Jewel (laughs) Uh, yeah so that's it who else (laughs) that's literally it you sure wait wait wait. fuck the way I completely shut that out of my brain and completely forgot and that's what you've been alluding to Fuck me. Yes. yes, you guys. I share a birthday with James fucking Charles. <laughs> forget about it like I did. I, I literally forgot. Like I actually for their proof that, that Gemini's are like the worst. You know what? Fuck off. You're friends with me. Okay. Okay. Um <laughs> anyway, so I had to give a shout out to Harry Styles because his new single from his upcoming album, Harry's Home. Um, the single is called As It Was. If you haven't heard it, get from under your rock. <laughs> what? Well, this is my this is my opinion. I actually really like the song. I put it on Me my too. summer playlist. It's, oh, mm-hmm. it's a fun <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. Well, this will be exciting news for you then. Um, this is his first song ever to debut at the top oh. of the Hot 100. And it's the first song this year to debut at number one on the Hot 100, which is crazy. Oh. We're in April. Like, come on. That is kind of crazy. Like, We're a quarter of the year. Up. <laughs> not a quarter a third right, we're in math. q2 <laughs> shit <laughs> not q2 here we go yeah so congrats to harry styles we're so proud of you i can't wait to listen to the album because oh, i just love harry styles okay <laughs> next we're gonna talk about that billboard announced their finalists for the billboard music awards that are happening in may and i just wanted to share some of them because i think it's interesting also to note that like billboard the billboard music awards are based off of like actual statistics so oh really i mean they have all the numbers so all right and so olivia just notable things this isn't like going super into detail but olivia rodrigo is up for top new artist which is cool um the weekend is the top finalist he qualifies for 17 different awards and just to note, the Grammys don't like the weekend, but Billboard loves the weekend. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, and then Doja Cat is number two with like the most qualifying 
well, I don't know. She's a finalist in the most categories, I guess I could say. And she's in 14 different categories. Um, and then some of the albums that are uh, finalists for top Billboard 200 album are Adele's 30, Planet Her from Doja Cat, um, Sour from Olivia Rodrigo, and then Certified Lover Boy from Drake are all among the finalists um, in that category. And then Kiss Me More, Levitating, Good For You, and Stay are some of the top finalists for Top Hot 100 song. And then finalists for Top Artist are Doja Cat, Drake, The Weeknd, Olivia Rodrigo, Taylor Swift, and... Or wait, did I say... I put The Weeknd twice. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's a notable It says artist. The Weeknd, Olivia Rodrigo, Taylor Swift, and The Weeknd. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day, okay? <laughs> we're going to the next thing so okay. <laughs> fun announcement the weekend and swedish house mafia are replacing kanye west at coachella you're going to give Ooh. our listeners motion sickness <laughs> i want to know if you guys get motion sickness i think you might be one of the first people to get motion sickness while not moving just by listening to audio um that's kind of rude whatever just continue with the story <laughs> that is the story oh okay cool what else is there to say i mean you're so congrats? right congrats i don't Hit know the nail on the head <laughs> some of this music stuff i don't even need to include links because i'm like that's it that's the tweet <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Well, let's move on to entertainment then. I thought you said there was so, something you wanted to talk about. There is? I don't know. At the beginning of this, you were like, oh, I'm in, I'm no spoilers, but I'm excited. I was, about, I was about to say, I actually really like As It Was. But oh, I okay. That's I know sometimes about. you get on me for breaking your stories before you say them, so uh, I yeah, didn't want to do that. Do. I was checking myself. Thank you. But thank you for remembering that. That's very sweet. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm a good person. Anyway. Yes, you are. <laughs> Moving on. Um, okay, so this is officially the last time I will be talking about Will Smith and the slap. <laughs> but I had to cover this. So I think this was like so shady. The Academy and their board, they were supposed to have a board meeting on April 18th that was previously scheduled. And they were going to talk about potential disciplinary actions for Will Smith during that meeting. And they were like shady bitches and moved it up 10 days to yeah, April they 8th. were like no can't wait it's got to be in this they new like, cycle we gotta do this now so and mind you this is after will smith resigned willingly yeah um so I anyway guarantee you it's because they want to stay in the news they want to stay relevant well that yes exactly but will smith will not be permitted to attend any academy events programs in person or virtually, including but not limited to the Academy Awards. No fucking shit. I don't think they need to put that in the statement for 10 years. That's 10 so whole years. Extra. So wait, what about his wife? Extra. His wife is going to get invited and not him? I mean, well, no, that's she's not going to get invited. She's not going to get invited. Un well, unclear too if he can still be nominated because yeah. that's not up to the board. That's up to the Academy members to do that. But I also think that it people probably wouldn't want to do that no matter how good he is in an upcoming film and it's even going to get a lot of film roles i i mean we talked about this uh last it's week so stupid i'm like, just really it, it is too much like it, also I it think was inappropriate but i think about right i think about it this way too like tons of actors will like or filmmakers in general will like abuse their partners like cheat be like cheat on their partners will do like things in their personal life that's like obviously again inappropriate 
but like, yeah. does that mean that they need to be penalized in their professional life? I don't know. I really think it was mainly because it was televised. And I yeah. think the Academy has a chip or at least the board has a chip on their shoulder because he quote unquote ruined yeah. their ceremony. And they were like, but, we can't have that, even though it gave us like great viewership. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's a little shifty and I'm tired of it, but it seems like the the ledger has been closed on this one. I'm just um, sick of seeing think pieces too that are like, oh, Will Smith should give up his Oscar. Like for what? I saw another think piece that was published today. It's been over two weeks. It was on Hollywood Reporter, I believe. And it was like, hold up, Academy. There's some people you still need to apologize to. And I was like, okay, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. Was it written by a white person? I don't know. I could double check on that for you if you want. I was because I was gonna, I was gonna make a comment about white people, but then I was like, <laughs> let me fact check first. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but most likely. But yeah. <laughs> so we're over that. Moving on to more positive things. The first full trailer, not some clip, not some teaser, not some not ten second some hoo-ha. Clip. A full trailer for Stranger Things four dropped mm-hmm. today. I almost uh, pooped my pants. Yeah, it was pretty good. I mean. <laughs> I so Ely and I were talking about this earlier via text, and I was like, we should stop and talk via about it on the pod. Uh, but one thing I said was like, it's it's weird. I'm almost like re-examining my relationship to the show because I love the show, but you forgot almost, about a lot of stuff. Well, it's because it's been so damn long, and I know we had a pandemic and everything, but well, you could rewatch I, like I do. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying it's been three years and I feel like the end of season three felt very like definitive, actually. Like the evil was defeated. There was a move. Like I feel like they do that every season, though. Like I was that was like one of my praises for this show is it felt like every season, like that could have been the last. And I would have been like, okay. I'm not being negative. I'm just saying that I'm re I'm examining like my hype cycle for this because the trailer was like really good and really exciting. And there was lots of like goodies to feast on. But I wasn't like I remember when I watched the first season three trailer, I was like screaming. I was so excited. And I was just kind of like sitting there like, oh yeah, Stranger Things is coming and I'll watch it. But I wasn't like bursting with excitement. And I don't know why that is. I think it's just because it's been so long. I think that too. And I feel like, think about where like the things, like where we were with character development by the end of season two. I think that speaks so highly to season two that like we were so hyped for season three was like, Mm -hmm. because like, think about it. Like at that point, like, Steve like think about like Steve's character development Eleven's character development where she was finally going to probably like re-enter society like that was something that we could like look forward to um like with excitement um after season two and so I feel like that just speaks more I mean season two is my favorite I think that just speaks to how great of a season it was yeah uh it it does look crazy like it's the budget is crazy to me the budget they have for the show oh my god I loved how you said you were like, okay, this show is giving budget. <laughs> it is like, and it's, I mean, it's been like that, but it's just like mounting. And then you see this trailer. It's like, holy shit, it's this crazy. looks like a film, like a top tier studio film. Also, I mean, something I mentioned over text and I'm going to mention again, because I, one of the reasons why I love this show so much is how they've been able to have a great score on top of having a super awesome soundtrack. And mm-hmm. I think that speaks to the budget too, because it's not like they're just getting some like songs are expensive. Bebop, doo-doo. Yeah. Like they're getting legit eighties hits on their show. And yeah. even in the trailer, they had that journey song, um, separate ways. Mm-hmm. 
Oh my gosh. And they like, they, oh, the way they like, it was mixed it was really well. So yeah. Good. No, yeah. Music I'm going to watch be, it again. <laughs> music can be so expensive. Like I always tell people, if you hear a Beatles song in a movie, they drop so much more. Or think on about that. like Beatles songs night, are so expensive. Kid Cudi in the Moon Knight trailer. Oh, yeah. That's also another, like, one of my favorite music moments in trailers. I thought that was just perfect. Chef's kiss. Well, I'm glad you liked it. Memorial Day weekend this year is stacked because we got all of volume one of Stranger Things 4, the first two episodes of Obi-Wan, <gasps> the new Top Gun movie, the Bob's Burgers movie. I'm not into Bob's Burgers, but that's going to be a big thing for some people. It's going to be lit. <laughs> well, it's, I'm just, I mentioned Top Gun because it's just, yeah, usually Memorial Day weekend. Up. Usually Memorial Day weekend, there's only like one thing. It's actually a pretty oh. light weekend, but this year it's like this year it's big. Well, it's because streaming is now well, like coming to play. We're gonna have to prioritize because you watched all of Stranger Things three in one one day, didn't you? I did. Yeah, you I had, had a little party. party. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to do that again because there's no way I'm not. I'm gonna be like lacking we, on. Stranger we can Things. definitely do that. Yeah, I need to that. be in the combo. We'll make it cute. Yeah. I don't know because I remember with Stranger Things three, I made theme snacks and everything because it was four of us. But since it's only going to be us two, I don't know if we have to go that all out. Wait, Nick doesn't watch Stranger Things. No, he doesn't want to. Mm, I don't think so. No, Nick, I'm going to make him watch it. <laughs> he's he's not going to watch it. <laughs> Probably not, but um, <laughs> maybe he'll show up try. for moral support and he'll be like, "What's that mean?" I don't. Yeah, I don't know if he wants to be confused for like eight hours. Hey, but come on. okay figure it out <laughs> we'll convince him offline um anyway let's just move on <laughs> okay so have you heard there's another fantastic beast movie coming out this oh weekend my God. i think i've done the my Secrets complaining about this movie yeah i know we, we, we had saw, a good laugh <laughs> yeah foreshadowing but when we saw morbius they played a trailer for this and ely was shit talking <gasps> Out I'm loud. so over these movies. Yeah, out loud. I was like, do y'all okay. see this trailer? Okay. First it of sucks. All, first of all, I if it's not common knowledge, people need to know that you're a hater of the original Harry Potter films, which I think is kind of shocking. Yes, I'm. Yes. Because you're would a like diehard to, for the books. And, I'm a, okay, oh my God, I'm don't nerd. even get me started on the books. Don't get me started <laughs> on the books. But the movies, I've always hated the movies. Ever since I saw the first one, I was like, what the get fuck her, is y'all. this? Get her. And then looking know, back, I'm like, the first two movies were the best ones. You're crazy. No, I think those the movies, movies are, are all trash. They're horrible. No. Acting no. is bad. Writing is bad. No. Special effects are goofy as hell. Are you fucking? <laughs> I hate them. I hate okay, the movies. You we're not, all right. We're not talking about drag if you're her, gonna, drag If you her. need any type, if you don't want to read the book, listen to the audiobooks. Like That's probably a better experience than watching those stupid movies. Okay, I don't think we will. But anyway, the story's <laughs> not about the Harry Potter movies. It's about Secrets of Dumbledore. So mm-hmm. for those of y'all who don't know, Dumbledore and Grindelwald have a <laughs> gay, re- or they had a gay relationship. And these films- Well, they were just hint, added- hint, nudge, nudge about them. It was just added in like six years ago that they were gay. Yeah, basically. <laughs> because JK Rowling, even though she's transphobic as fuck, apparently back in 2009, she made an offhand comment, which I still believe to this day was completely off the cuff because there's nothing in the books that support oh, it. 100%. She was like, Dumbledore's gay. Everybody was like, so, huh? <laughs> she's so annoying. But anyway, this story, this film is coming out and six seconds of dialogue of the film had been cut out for Chinese audiences at the request of China. And Warner Brothers was like, oh, yeah, yeah sure. we'll just bend over and let you do sure. yeah, when, Oh, <laughs> but yeah. So the specific lines cut from the film were 
because I was in love with you. And wait, the they're like straight up gay in this movie. Okay, I don't know if six seconds of two lines of dialogue qualifies as straight up gay. <laughs> as a gay person, I'm fucking over literal lip service. And I, oh my God, there's a couple of film reviewers I subscribe to on YouTube. And one of them, she was like, a straight woman, by the way, she was like, the gay representation in this film is <laughs> unlike anything Hollywood Stop. has ever encountered. You're as lying. a gay person, I was sitting there listening to that and I was like, She's talking about this You're movie. You're fucking kidding. Yes, she's talking about this movie. You're lying. This movie where there's no <laughs> physical contact. One of the gay men is a villain who has killed people. I'm and she over said this it. is like the best representation. I'm just, I'm over it. Not just her, but just like Hollywood. I'm over them thinking that this is like. They're doing enough. Super progressive. No. Yeah, and then they cut like, out six seconds. Bye. Six seconds. Right. That's how much they had to cut out. For it to be okay for China, which is so anti-gay, is six seconds. That tells me all I need to know. That this doesn't do shit for representation. Awful. Awful. I don't need to see the movie for that. We have so many complaints about this movie. I hope it's flops. The film is two hours and 22 Ooh. minutes long. Six seconds of that. Is Why is it gay. so long? I, for I'm, what? I don't talk this about is not, they, they think that they're Dr. Strange and they're not. How is, how is this movie two hours and 22 minutes long and Dr. Strange is like just two hours? I don't know. I'd be in the theater like. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, ready for the segue? I, speaking, I <laughs> speaking of gay people. Um, so. This is my favorite thing I've ever seen right. in my whole life. So. Casey Musgraves, she's spoken out against the very shameful anti-trans measures in her very home state shameful. of Texas. She told People Magazine that she was very proud to be a Texan, but she didn't like how the state has handled anything in that category, to be honest. And I just <laughs> think that we can do better. It's a really scary time. It's kind of unbelievable that we still live in this time where personal freedoms and preferences are under attack like that. And then she was honored with a Vanguard Award at the Glad Media Awards on Saturday. And on the red carpet, she told People Magazine again that she would jump in front of a moving train for the LGBTQ community. She said, I'm rolling with the LGBT. I love this woman so much. She's like, literally, I will die for you, motherfuckers. And you know, she probably said it with like her little twang. Jump in front of a moving train. <laughs> dramatic but the funny part is like literally who asked i love this woman i so love when i was at her show in dc she's she saw a guy on his phone apparently like in the north near the front row and she said in her mic she's like are you on grinder I mean, she truly said there will always be a she, rainbow hanging over your head. Wow, what an icon. She's rolling with LGBT. <laughs> yeah, incredible. Anyway, what's not incredible is our last entertainment story. Oh. And as I told Ely, this <laughs> no, this is our, kind of incredible. This is going to be our way to work in like a stealth media moment. Yeah, because we need to we need to debrief. <laughs> yeah. So Morbius, uh, it's heard <laughs> the biggest second weekend drop for a comic book film ever. It's second weekend drop was 74%. <laughs> this drop is bigger than previous record holders. Dark Phoenix was 71% and Batman v Superman is 69%. Aww. And now we're gonna talk about Morbius because we both saw it on Thursday, had a drink beforehand. Oh, it was such a good time. The ex- it's so kind of funny because the experience was so good, but the movie was so bad. 
It was so bad. I actually told my parents about it yesterday. I was on FaceTime with them and I was like, yeah, me and Zach saw this movie Morbius. And they were like, what's that? And I explained the premise to them. And my mom was like, mm, that sounds like a movie I wouldn't like. And I was like, don't worry, mom. It was not good. Yeah. I'm glad that there was like barely anyone in the theater. So we could kind of heckle. Oh my God. You, your was... heckling game was strong. That night. <laughs> Cause I'm <laughs> you were funny, funny, bro. I'm quick. At, I'm quick at the cuff. Like... You were funny. Also, I did not expect Morbius to have a queer reading. <laughs> okay. Yeah, absolutely. You cannot tell me they like, you just can't tell me anything else. Like I refuse yeah. to believe that a straight guy would go that hard for his best friend. Yeah. Matt Smith, who's the villain of the piece is like riding Jared Leto's dick so hard and not literally, but like metaphorically, he's Michael. like all up in his business. Michael. What are you doing? Kissing a woman. Okay, literally, literally, you guys, Morbius has a girlfriend out of nowhere in this movie, and there's a literally, shot of them kissing on the roof. They're kissing on the roof, and then it smash cuts to Matt Smith on another roof, glaring Watching at them. them. He was yeah. so upset, you guys. That's definitely some... Yeah, I think Matt Smith plays mm-hmm. a vengeful gay villain mm-hmm. in this piece, and they just never utter the they, words. They, yeah, they should have, though. They should have. That, that would have been lit. <laughs> yeah. But the film was just awful. Like was, aesthetically, so it was all over so the place. Um, some of our favorite lines. I, I now have the constitution of an Olympic athlete. <laughs> Absolutely iconic. Uh, I have echo location, bat radar, bat radar for, the for the idiots. <laughs> it was so bad. I, and and like the end, well, just throughout the whole movie, one of Morbius is like, powers is that he has like an aura that comes off of him it's like a smoky wispy aura and it doesn't really do anything but in the final fight between him and matt smith they both have that aura and the camera work is all over the place and there's bats flying everywhere there's you literally cannot tell what's going on you can't and i will say too like halfway through the film well we'll call it a movie i wouldn't call that a film Uh I'm just kidding. <laughs> Halfway through, I uttered to Zach, I said, this movie could probably benefit from a good soundtrack because it was all score up until that point, I think. And then they put one song in and it was so traumatizing. I was like, I take it back. <laughs> yeah. I take it back. Immediately, no. Immediately, no. They were playing Jesse Ware in that club scene. And I was you, like, you oh my like, God, you it's Jesse Ware. You did and it was that. on the nose because the name of the song was called The Kill. I was like, come oh. on, you guys. Really? Ooh. Yeah. But, so that was cool, yeah, but um, everything else. Also, I don't know why, but uh, I feel like Jared Leto is just like too pretty for some of these roles that they have him in. Like, I don't know. It's just his looks. I was like distracted almost. Yeah. And then they like really go out of their way before he gets powered up to make him just look like emaciated and pale. Oh my God. Absolutely. Like, too much. <laughs> It was starting with and like then, for oh, a dream. And it, but it was funny though, because then it was like as soon as he injected oh himself, he was like looking at his body and he was just immediately ripped. Like, it was like hot Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> hot emo Jesus. That's really what it was. Literally. And he was looking at himself like, damn. <laughs> like he knew he was hot emo Jesus. It's too much. The best part of that film is that it was actually pretty short. I think it was like an hour 40 oh, minutes. Oh, it was very short. Mercifully short. Yes. Uh, but, but the post have a good post credit scenes. Oh my god, awful, you guys! And one of them, you could tell they shot like three weeks ago, and they just put it in. They were like, no, "Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, Michael Keaton was put in the trailers for this film and wasn't Literally, even in the movie. He was in the post credits. He's even in like the IMDb page. He's like pretty far up. So they make you think that he's like a main mm. cast member. Homeboy is not even in the real part of the movie. He's in the freaking epilogue. Yeah, not good. I did have a great time though. I did have a great time too. I even encouraged my, one of my coworkers often. to have a drink and- Oh yeah. You know, I did ask her on Saturday. I was like, so what were your thoughts? And she said she turned to her partner multiple times and was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and we did laugh about the Olympic athlete line. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah. We need to see bad movies more often. You want to go see Ambulance? Okay. We <laughs> After Morbius, I would maybe see Ambulance. Yeah. Because it was so wait. much fun. You know what we, we need to see? to that. Because we were cackling at this trailer. We need to go see the Firestarter remake. That trailer was so bad. That line where she's like, liar, liar, pants Pants on on fire. fire. And she says it so serious. They thought they ate with that. They thought they ate, you guys. She said that and we were like. We were losing it. Yeah, we should go see that. We can't take take anything seriously. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. Anyway. I'm glad we got to talk about Morbius. That's the end of entertainment. Very entertaining. That was very entertaining. Anyway, so let's talk about pop culture. Um, I have to talk about Rihanna gracing the cover of Vogue in her beautiful pregnancy glow and elegance. Stunning. Absolutely stunning. Yeah. Um, I linked on our on our outline one of her posts but if you scroll down you can oh, see I've more seen posts yeah so you, seven of my them. friends have put her on their stories today yeah she's just absolutely amazing all her pregnancy looks have been fire although i have seen like some really funny tweets about how like literally everywhere she goes she has her belly out which honestly work like women work. have the power to create life and you losers exactly. don't <laughs> just kidding <laughs> but actually i'm not kidding um <laughs> so yeah good for her um very beautiful we love it speaking of pregnancy oh <laughs> britney spears announced that she's pregnant did oh, you read did you read can her? i have please, you read it can i please do a dramatic, dramatic reading? reading yes yes you can okay you can. i i have not read this i've read the first two lines and i'm like i need to read it do a dramatic <laughs> you reading. need to also like explain the emojis like okay. as they're coming yes. up okay so okay. you're gonna get my reaction as i read this all right <clears throat> I lost so much weight to go on my Maui trip only to gain it back. Three shrug emojis. I thought, geez, what happened to my stomach? My husband said, no, you're food pregnant, silly uh, emoji. So I got a pregnancy test and, uh, well, I am having a baby, baby emoji. Four days later, I got a little more food pregnant, pregnant emoji, three monkeys covering their eyes emoji. It's growing. If two are in there, I just might lose it. Lose it. Six grimacing emojis. Lose it. it. I obviously won't be going out as much due to the paps getting their money. Money emoji. Shot of me. Camera emoji. (laughs) Like they unfortunately already have. It's hard because when I was pregnant, I had prenatal depression. I have to say it is absolutely horrible. Sad emoji. Women didn't talk about it back then. Some people considered it dangerous if a woman complained like that with a baby insider. But now women talk about it every day. Thank Jesus we don't have to keep that pain a reserved proper secret. (laughs) Three grimace emojis. This time I will be doing yoga, yoga emoji, every day. Spreading lots of joy and love, heart emoji. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here's here's some about Brittany, all right? 
She's going <laughs> to preach on Instagram, but she's going to do it in the most chaotic way. Remember when I did a dramatic reading of her response to Jamie Lynn and the shit she said about her? <laughs> oh my God. Like she's going to go off and she's going to be right. But is she going to be like collected about it? No, she's going to be chaotic. She's going to use the knife emoji. <laughs> yep, She really put in the baby and hit me baby one more time. Yeah. So congrats, Brittany. We're so excited for you. I hope that this pregnancy is a better experience for you than the other ones. Same. So, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of a good segue for the next thing. Speaking of happy announcements. Early 2000s icons. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah there you go. There you go. Benifer, your favorite. Ah! Our, no, I'm not going to say our favorite couple. I have <laughs> so many other favorite couples. <laughs> Zendaya and Tom right exactly um well jennifer lopez and ben affleck which by the way i was like thinking about this earlier and i could not remember ben affleck's name i was like what is his name ben what like i literally couldn't remember his name ben affleck (laughs) they're engaged again which is exciting and it's also kind of funny to me because jennifer lopez has been engaged a lot but okay don't shame her girl i'm not i'm like get get them rings girl yeah no, but good for like, them. We can laugh. I don't know her. <laughs> we can laugh. I just love JLo and I just want her to be happy. So I know. I want her to be happy too, especially because A Rod was trash. Also, here's time for my joke. You ready? Uh-oh. Ben really said, Marry me, marry me, say yes. <laughs> You're done. Me, You're marry done. Marry me, say yes. <laughs> you think they talked about this? Like when she made that movie, Ben oh, was I like, hope. I might want to get married. And she was like, Really? And they were like, Oh, ha, ha, ha. and now they're married. I, they're, hope, well, they're I, not hope, married. I hope she like, turned when like during the proposal i hope she turned to the (laughs) metaphorical camera and did a wink and said in theaters now (laughs) or sorry on peacock plus now (laughs) plus or peacock whatever the the paid version of that is i don't fucking know it might be i don't know whatever good for them so congrats um also speaking of someone with a j name you you from j low to joe 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 Joe. (laughs) um jojo siwa wasn't invited to the kids choice awards which i kind of already talked about but that's interesting was she wasn't invited even though she was nominated for an award and people were like hmm they didn't invite her after she's been the face of that network for so many years and this year she came out and decided to cut off her iconic pony oh sorry (laughs) her iconic ponytail so i smell homophobia and jojo has been liking tweets of from people accusing Nickelodeon of the same thing. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's a statement in the work. Oh yeah. I think that's bogus. You know, big networks love a statement that is bogus. And you can tell she was like low key hurt by it. I mean, I would be hurt if I was nominated for an award and I wasn't invited to the award show. What the fuck were they going to do if she won? Oh, 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 (laughs) Jojo couldn't make it because she's lesbian. Yeah. Like what the fuck? You know who Nickelodeon should not mess with? Casey Musgraves because she would jump in front of a moving train. She would literally, literally (laughs) Literally jump in front of a a moving moving train train. for Jojo Siwa specifically. (laughs) Work. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Well, that happened. So I'm really eager to see how Nickelodeon's going to respond because they know they done messed up. They know they messed up. Fucking with Jojo. Are you kidding? They slimed themselves. We have her back. Yeah. yeah. And they invited Jack Harlow and he started singing his new song and he almost said the, the line like sex in the AM. And then he like realized uh, he couldn't say that at the kids choice award. Like, why was he there? What is he doing in the AM and said, do you know what his 
his different have you not have you not wait have you not heard about his song no but like i do you know what he said during his show he like i saw the video and he almost brought the mic up to his mouth and then he like pulled it back oh okay wouldn't it be funny if he was just like painting in the a (laughs) i don't know some kid-friendly line like kids bob does oh my god i can't wait for kids bob to do a remake of that song but (laughs) yeah so the kids choice awards are whack we don't support them who else is whack kylie jenner and her uh baby daddy (laughs) he's not even her boyfriend Uh. um they still haven't named their baby after they decided not to call him Wolf. And honestly, this isn't really anything noteworthy, but I just wanted another chance it's to funny. laugh at the fact that they <laughs> named him Wolf. <laughs> Actually, you know what's funnier than the fact that they named him Wolf? It's funnier that they named him Wolf and then they were like, no, you guys are right. That's really bad. <laughs> yes, that's what's funnier. <laughs> if they just stuck to it, it would have been like over and done like, with. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. now it's like they're elongating the conversation and it's just hilarious. Like y'all really thought you were, you thought you <laughs> ate with that. They were like, Wolf Webster. And then people were like, <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, I won't even give them shit for Stormy. I think that's cute. But Wolf. Flop. Mm, yeah. <laughs> absolute flop (laughs) okay wow is it the end of pop culture is it that is the end of pop culture what a week okay well it's time for the media moment (laughs) am i going first it's time for the media moment No, I am actually. Are you? I was convinced I was going no. first this week. No, I'm going first. I feel like you just you you be tricking me. No, because you I could. You literally could trick me, and you would 100. I'm get away with not it. tricking you. Last week you talked uh, about your book, and then I talked about the drop. Melanie, if he's tricking me, let me know. Oh my goodness, she's not the only loyal listener. I'm sure many people could vouch for the fact that you're wrong. Oh my so. god! Did you guys hear him yell at me? Plus, so I have something very important to discuss. We know, as I alluded earlier. So, my media moment is the film "Everything, Everywhere, All at Once," directed by Daniels. They're known as Daniels, but it's Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. Oh it, my god! Stop! That's so cute. What? They have a duo name. Yeah, it says a I film by am Daniels. Obsessed. With I know, isn't it cute? Yeah. We got to, um, we got to come up with something like that. <laughs> and they've been friends for like years and they oh! started directing films together. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, this film released limitedly a few weeks ago and it finally went wide or semi-wide, I think this past Friday. So I finally have gotten the chance to see it since everyone and their mother has been talking about it and hyping it up. It's been getting rave reviews. Also, for those who don't know the plot it follows Miss Evelyn, played by Michelle Yeoh. She works and owns a laundromat. And it's tax day. She has to go to the IRS with her husband, Waymond. Her daughter, Joy, is supposed to go, but they have a little tiff, so she doesn't go. And when they get to the IRS building, something weird happens. And Michelle Yeoh is confronted by a Waymond from an alternate universe who tells her that all universes are in danger in a different universe. She is the woman that has invented interuniversal travel and that there is a being named Jobu Tabaki that is threatening all universes and their, their motivation is unknown and Michelle Yeoh has to stop them. 
Wow. Along the way, she travels to a universe where everyone has hot dogs for fingers. She wow. travels to a universe where there no life has developed and she is a rock. She travels to a universe that is not unlike the Ratatouille universe, except instead of a rat, it's a raccoon and it's called Raccoonie. <laughs> that was my favorite gag in the movie. That's but hilarious. I'm saying all this is because this, in a lot of ways, like this film is batshit crazy and kooky. There is, there is one scene, like during a frenetic fight scene where uh, let's just say a man jumps onto a butt plug, <laughs> just like jumps and lands onto a butt plug. It sounds ridiculous. And I have to highlight all this because I think it makes it all the more incredible what this film accomplishes. And I have to tell you guys, oh, you know, I'm like the, the film guy. I'm a film lover, always love films. We know we what know. this, what this film does is astounding. I really think it's a profound piece of work. I think it's a masterpiece. I think that there aren't a lot of films out there that are trying to tackle the question of what the meaning of life is. And this film somehow manages to do it and gives a pretty logical answer, actually. It's about second chances. It's about parent-child relationships. It's about being misunderstood as a queer person. It's about being middle-aged and feeling like there's nothing left for you in life and how you could overcome that, especially as a woman, especially as a woman of color, like Michelle Yeoh. It's just about so much. And it just floored me. Like I have nothing, I don't really know how to convey. No notes? Uh, 10 out of 10. Wow. This is like, this is one of those films for people like me that you go see and it reminds you that there's still gas left in the tank. Like there's still movies, like brilliant movies that are yet to be made. Like Truly. you could see this movie and Morbius in the same week and still have hope. Truly, yes. <laughs> like it, it's, it just res it restores your faith in movies and it reminds you of why you love movies so much. And Michelle Yeoh is just outstanding. Like I, I think we talked about the clip of her during the GQ interview. No, have you seen this? She did a GQ interview where she's talking about her roles in her career. It was one of those videos. And then when they got to everything oh, yeah. all at once, she was getting emotional because she was talking about how when the script was sent to her, she was like, finally, like, and she's been working for a while. So she's like, finally, like I've been working for over 30 years. And now I finally get the chance to show people like everything I'm capable of. And she 100% does that because she has to tackle comedy action which we know she's very good at very real like human drama that is very sad i cried multiple times in this movie oh wow the same movie where there's butt plugs and sausage fingers <laughs> i cried yeah the score wow. is oh, the phenomenal score. sun lux did the score and i've been listening to it it's phenomenal and diverse wow and crazy and there's a lot of music in this film. The soundtrack on Spotify is an hour and 54 minutes. The film is two hours and 23 minutes. So there's okay. lots of music all the time. Yeah. What else? Um, the action is really good. Like there's lots of action in this movie. That's also like really profound and emotional. I just think it's, it's insane what the Daniels have created. It like checks so many boxes. It really is kind of like 
a four quadrant film in a lot of ways. But at the same time, it's like this very profound piece of art, like philosophical, metaphysical piece of art. And I can't wait to see it again. I think I'm going to see it early next week. Um, I just think every single person needs to run and go see this film, not only to experience it, but also to support films like this that are that are original screenplays that are doing something new right and that right. are giving women like Michelle Yeoh a chance to helm a movie and do a kick-ass job yeah the woman who plays her daughter Stephanie Hsu is also incredible and her husband played by Ke Hui Kwan he plays Waymond is also great he made me cry lots in one scene and I don't know if you're a big Indiana Jones person, but he's the little boy oh, from Temple of Doom. And from the Goonies. Did, <laughs> I the also Goonies. saw this was his first major role since it, in like 20 movies. years. Yeah, that is crazy. But and I he's love great. That. He's great. So <laughs> I just this film moved me. It really moved me. I've been thinking about it. Wow. Well, y'all, y'all hear y'all heard it here first. <laughs> You, Ely, you need to watch this movie. I know you don't like watching new things. You need to fucking watch this. <laughs> this is like, this is, you know what? I, I have some influence over the list, obviously, but I will put money down. There ain't shit that's going to top this for my best of, of the this year. year. Are you it, kidding? It just, it just moved me so much. That was going to be one of my so questions, much. actually. I just love it so much. Wow. So, so much. It's so special. That's wild. I can't say that enough. Well, I can't wait to check in again come uh, December. <laughs> hell, it might even be my media moment again next week uh, when I see it again. Um, you can't do that. <laughs> we can't. No repeats. No repeats. Okay, fine. Fine. I'm done now. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, my media moment is going to seem lame as hell compared to No. That. Also, I need to let people know on the outline. No, really? <laughs> you can't say it yet because then you'll be okay. spoiling my media okay. moment. You okay, say let me I'll... share it first and then you can make your little joke, your little hee hee ha ha. Okay, my media <laughs> moment this week is Bridgerton season two from Netflix. Of can course. I say it now? Yes, now you can okay. say it. <laughs> when Ailey typed this on the outline, <laughs> she misspelled it as Bridgerton. Okay. And it just got me thinking about a version of the show where all the characters are birds. <laughs> okay, it's been a very long, hard day. Um, Bridgerton. <laughs> and I will say Google like marked it as misspelled. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, how did I misspell? Like, I genuinely didn't see it. Like, I was like, what is it talking about? Misspelled. So yeah, whatever. Um, well, I watched Bridgerton season two and I have to say, I, um, am not a Bridger. Like I wasn't originally like already like a fan. Um, but I've just been seeing so many like posts and videos and articles and quizzes, so much shit about Bridgerton season two, everybody would not shut up about it. And so I was like, I'm obsessed. <laughs> well, I was like, I'm obsessed with Jonathan Bailey. <laughs> his looks, his looks. And um, so I was like, I will watch this because it also features two brown women. And I think that's super cool. Well, not just two brown women. There's the main love interests are both brown women, which is I was gonna dope. say, ain't there more than that? There's a lot of black and brown people in this show. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll give it a chance, but I didn't want to have to watch all of season one because I was like, oh, that's so annoying. Shuri hates brown people. You hear her? Yeah, she's mad. 
I didn't want to have to watch all of season one. And so I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to watch season two. Like, who cares? And so, and I will say, I appreciate Netflix for having a three minute recap at the beginning of season two. We need that that for Stranger Things. That helped a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, um, hold on. Ugh. So yeah, I watched season two. It was a jolly good time. And I even decided to go back and start watching season one. I haven't finished it, but I've been seeing so much debate about like whether season two is better than season one. And I will give my two cents, even though I haven't finished season one, but I think I know where the like differences are coming from. So I will say, I think I liked, I'm going to like season two still better than season one, but I think it's just because, um, I think in season two, like the main storyline between <laughs> between Anthony, Kate, and Edwina is more like interesting, dynamic, fun to watch, and like exciting than the main storyline between Simon and Daphne in season one. But I think the side storylines in season one are all way all the more better than they are in season two. The side storylines in season two are so vanilla, so like surface uh, level, where I feel like in the ones in season one are a little bit more interesting and um, like just feature better characters. And, but the thing is too, I will say, I don't know if it's just because I watched season two first, but Daphne's younger sister, Eloise, is like this like super, um, I don't know how to describe her in like terms from that time. Like she's just like a nonconformist. Like she doesn't like her place in society as a woman is like very early feminist type of thing, but she is like, so it's like so much more interesting in season two, how they played up her character, but season one, she's just like annoying. She's like that white feminist. That's always like thinks that they're right about everything. And then like berates other women for enjoying things that are like stereotypical but it's like, that's not really what it's about. Like, just because you don't like it doesn't mean another woman can't and like can still be a woman, you know? That's yeah. how she was annoying in season one. So that's what's making it difficult to watch is Eloise. Every time she pops in, I'm like, shut up. But then in season two, I was like, go off, Eloise. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm enjoying it. Um, oh, you haven't finished it yet? Well, I haven't finished season one yet. No, oh, but I okay. finished season two. I finished season two in like a day. <laughs> a day? How many episodes are there? It's only eight episodes. I watched the first four. (laughs) (laughs) Only eight. They're like 45 minutes long or longer. For an hour. (laughs) (laughs) I sat there and I watched four episodes in one sitting. And then the next day, I don't think I was able to watch any episodes. And then I just, oh, no, no, no. I had to watch some because I watched the finale on Sunday. So I think on Saturday, I just watched like a few. And then I finished it on Sunday. Wow. Would you go to one of those uh, balls that they're doing around the country now? They have one in DC. I keep getting ads for it. Yeah. How expensive is it? I'm assuming you have to like bring your own attire. That's the thing. I'm like, I don't have time or money for that. Yeah. I feel like the attire that you have to wear is probably more expensive than the ticket is. I I don't know, but I don't have energy for that. That would be cool though. Actually, I don't know if it'd be cool. Because I'd be like- be fun. A little ball. But like, what kind of people are you going to be there? (laughs) Oh, annoying people probably. You know, yeah. Like, is it going to be like Americans thinking they can speak in a British accent because they're at the Bridgerton experience? Like that would annoy me on on site. (laughs) We do love our British things. I actually kind of forgot that Bridgerton was was British. So now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, 
Oh, Shuri hates British people too. It's okay, Shuri. I I might have to like, I don't blame about her. I love the Brits. I mean, they're <laughs> as you know, I think they're absolutely fascinating. <laughs> fascinating creatures. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Hands down. But yeah, season two is my media moment because I had a really fun time watching it and had a happy ending. Spoiler alert. Well, maybe the I'll start watching it if they introduce. I mean, if they're bringing in all these people of color, oh, yeah. they should bring in some queer there people. There were no gays in season two, which I was Ugh. shocked by, even though, okay, y'all can tell me whatever you want. I swear to you, Colin Bridgerton is gay. I, I'm, and I stand by that. I don't know what that means, I but I believe I stand by that. I For those it. of you who watch Bridgerton, you know which one is Colin. That motherfucker, that, that motherfucker is gay. <laughs> I stand by that. I stand by it. I stand by it. Does There's he have no any fucking... physical relations with the lady? No. Oh. He gets the thing is he gets so many bitches and he's like completely unaware. Maybe they're and setting he, it up. He goes for the wrong one. And then there's one that like won't leave him alone. And he's like completely oblivious to the fact that she's obsessed with him. So he said, no bitches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he's <laughs> definitely if he's not gay in season three, I'm gonna be emailing Netflix. Email Shonda Rhimes herself. Be like personally, I will hand deliver. <laughs> <laughs> I will jump in front of a moving train. <laughs> wow. To make sure Colin Bridgerton gets dicked. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're on the level of ally that Casey Musgraves is at. That you jump in front of a well, train. I am, uh, you know, the A <laughs> means more than just an ally, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my I'm in the alphabet mafia in more ways than one. <laughs> we'll say it that. Uh, and don't you forget it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need some water. On that note, are Aren't we you just done? drinking tea? Tea's been done. I finished my tea before I went on my rave session about the film. Oh. It's been done. Now you're parched because you were talking for like eight minutes. Just kidding. It was well warranted, but mm, should we finish? Let's let's finish together. I'm sure. Oh, that sounds <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have a good night. <laughs> Zach's wearing his flannel. I can't help it. Ew. Shut this shit off. Hey, you said it. And go back in the recording. You were like, oh my God. I'm wearing my flannel. Yeah. Book ended the episode with flannel talk. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you didn't say okay. it. Oh, I thought I did. Sorry. Have a good night. Maybe you did. I just didn't hear you. Yeah, whatever. I was too busy barfing. Oh. Curry says, have a good night, too. Mm hmm. <laughs>